the origins of the spiritual we sang a few moments ago, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, are a bit fuzzy. It's attributed to Wallace Willis, but there are some competing origin stories of how the song was first heard and then brought to more ears. This is often the case with stories and songs sung and told as part of a community. We don't always remember how the story was first told or who created the melody, but in time what we do know is the shared history within the group that grows in importance with each new generation singing the same song. What we do know about Swing Low, Sweet Chariot is that it is a song born of the communal suffering and pain of enslaved Africans in America in the 1800s. The song comes from a place of deep ache and was sung as a reminder of God breaking into their need in the form of a chariot coming to take them home, out of their suffering and into the kingdom of God. This song has been sung ever since then, reaching beyond the enslaved community thanks to the Fisk Jubilee Singers. In 1871, the students of Fisk University, a historical black college in Nashville, went on tour, singing these songs, songs of their people as a fundraising effort, both for their education and the education of those who would follow them. And through these tours, spiritual songs weaving faith and a deep hope in God with their lived experience as African Americans have reached a wider audience. And just as the origins of Swing Low before being sung by the Fisk Jubilee Singers is a bit fuzzy, the first recorded version of Swing Low Sweet Chariot is as well, as it was recorded by the Jubilee Singers in 1909, and it is something you can still listen to. While the recording may be filled with the crackles of audio from long ago, what comes through clearly is the group's hope in God coming to carry them home. Spirituals, like any good song or story told in a community, takes on a life of its own. New meaning is added as new people learn these stories and find resonance within them. That, too, is true for Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. If you happen to find yourself at Twickenham Stadium, the home of the English national rugby team, you'll learn quickly that Swing Low Sweet Chariot has taken on a whole new meaning in the hearts of the players and the fans. I know, it's surprising, right? So let me take you on a brief journey. The year is 1987. The film Chariots of Fire, a film centered on running fast, has just captured people's attention. Martin Ofaye has found himself on the English rugby team. He's quick, he's nimble, and he manages to get an awful lot of tries, which are touchdowns for those of you unfamiliar with rugby. The English commentators, try as they might, cannot pronounce Martin's Nigerian last name correctly and it comes out sounding more like Martin of Fire. And a nickname is born, Martin Chariots of Fire. And at a game in 1987, the people begin to sing Swing Low Sweet Chariot while Martin is on the pitch. And in the recording of the game, it comes through crystal clear. 
Well, this seems like a clear-cut origin story of Swing Low becoming a beloved song to the English rugby team. It's not. There's yet another competing origin story. As time has gone on, the beginning has become less important. But what's important is the shared history to the fans and to the team as they have sung the song now for 35 years in the stadium. As Christians, we know what it's like for stories and songs to become part of our shared fabric of life together. We know what it's like for stories to take on new meaning in time. We read the Bible remembering, remembering each time that each part was written in a certain time and place. And in the New Testament, it was written often to to a specific people. It's something we do each time we open the Bible, each time we interpret scripture for a sermon or a Bible study or our own reading. It's an experience so common you might compare it to the leaves changing on a tree with the seasons. It's just what you do. Jesus's words have perennial value and meaning for us, and so we visit them again. And these stories illuminate who we are as followers of Christ, and they illuminate who Christ is to us. Our reading in Luke today is no different. It was written in a moment of chaos, chaos and crisis. Things seem out of control. Earlier in chapter 21 of Luke, Jesus predicts his own death and the destruction of Jerusalem. The world feels uncertain and chaotic for the people, and lo and behold, we know that feeling 2,000 years later. In the chaos of Jesus' moment, the people are concerned. Destruction, Jesus' death, we're supposed to live through all of that? I imagine their questions come quickly. When will this be? What will the signs be? How will we know? And what happens after? Jesus doesn't really answer these questions. Instead, Jesus tells the people, you will know when it's happening. You will know the Son of Man is coming because it will be so obvious. It will be just like when a fig tree sprouts leaves and you know that it's summer. You are just going to know that the kingdom of God is near. Today, we ask similar questions focusing on the what and the when and the how. When will things get better? How are things going to get better? When will the suffering end? When will the war in Ukraine end? When will the grief be less all-consuming? And what will stop gun violence in our city? The hard things happening in the world globally and locally and in our own lives lead to questions. Questions we ask in a number of ways that hardly lead to satisfying answers. We can't always get to why things are the way that they are or why we have to live through difficult times. And Luke 21 doesn't tell us why bad things happen or why people suffer. Yet these words from Jesus have become the fabric of our shared life of faith together. Because Jesus gives us a way to live in the midst of the sorrow and the chaos. How to live as followers of Christ. How to live in hope knowing who Christ is. 
heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not, says Jesus. Jesus' words remain true. The kingdom of God is drawing near even in the chaos. Christ's reign is coming even in the chaos. That's who our Savior is, the one who draws close to us in the chaos, the one whose promises remain for us to cling to. So in this waiting time of Advent and for Christ's return, Jesus offers guidance for the meantime. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down, not weighed down with today too much to not see that the man, the Son of Man is coming. Be alert, praying that you have the strength to escape and to stand with God when the day comes. For our lives, even in this time of expectantly waiting, are not defined by the difficult days we're living through, but what we're living to the hope in which we keep singing to. Jesus' signs and lessons about fig trees and how obvious the kingdom of God being at hand will be can seem like frustratingly simple answers that don't quell our anxieties, but perhaps raise more. And they can lead us to believe that curling up in a ball of despair sounds like an excellent option. But in Jesus' simple answer, we've been given another option. To keep clinging to the hope we have in Jesus that will not go away. Trusting in Christ's inbreaking in the chaos. Christ's reign even in the chaos. Author Glennon Doyle often says in the wake of tragedy or even a bad pass on the soccer field, there's no time for despair. And Jesus might agree with her. For Jesus' guidance in the chaos is to keep alert, to keep having a hopeful expectation for what's to come so that we can see Christ breaking in when Christ does. Our life is very different than the life and times of those who lived with Jesus, and yet these words of guidance and hope have been for Christians throughout the generations. So to keep alert, we've got to keep praying, singing the promises of enduring hope that remind us who Christ is. Swing low, sweet chariot was written to that end as a means for clinging to the hope of Jesus. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will not, Jesus says. The first singers of this spiritual knew immense suffering and sorrow and knew that God met them in it. So they kept singing the words of God's promise as a way to cling on to the hope that the sweet chariot of God would swing low for them and carry them home. This is spiritual, like all the spirituals we will sing during Advent and all that exist, while they come from the black church, they are for the whole church. That is something the Reverend Dr. Luke Powery will remind us of again and again. For Swing Low, Sweet Chariot is a reminder, a song to sing to keep us alert 
to keep singing and praying and hoping in the chaos together, knowing Christ's reign is even now. Amen.